following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. This morning, what I would love is to hear some stories um, of I was this way and now I'm this way. And what happened in between was him. Or a situation was this way, and now it's this way, and it's because of what he did. I think there's something powerful about us not being ashamed of the testimony. And if we are not supposed to be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus, it says in 1 Peter, out there, then we certainly should not be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus in here. Amen? Amen. So here's, because we want to be able to hear from as many that want to, I'm really asking if we can try to keep it to like three to five minutes. Um, and if you're one of those people that has poor time space, then three. No, just kidding. I'm speaking as one of those people. Uh, so, but you just try to tell and ask the Lord, help me tell what really needs to be told for, for what you did to be shown through. And it can be about when you were first came to salvation and the transformation that happened in your life. For those of you that have been around a little bit, you have probably heard Pastor Dave's testimony of salvation 800 times. Okay, well, that's if you've been around as long as Henry and Leslie. But I have always appreciated that because that testimony carries power every time. And so if you want to share the testimony of that, uh, if you want to share the testimony of uh, a miracle that the Lord did in your life, a way that he walked uh, through something with you, and you started like this, and now it's like this, we want to hear that this morning. You can even stand down here if that feels more comfortable for you, um, because I just want to remove any obstacle to you being able to come up and share. So here's what I think I'd like to do. I'm starting with Luke. And, um, and then if you would like to be on deck, could you go and sit in the chairs over there so that I know that we have some more coming? Or that way we kind of have an order going on, okay? All right. This is, a, this is about friendship evangelism. In 1970, I guess it was, I was in college, I made a friend named Lee. And we wound up in 75 and 6. We were commercial fishermen in Alaska. And in 76, uh, I mean, my life was falling apart. I, was, I had a, a severe alcohol problem. And uh, he went home and left me in Alaska, and I eventually came back here to Minnesota, moved in with my mom. And, and uh, he called me one day. He said, Luke you got to get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I said, okay, and I just went there. Now, that was because we had gone down a lot of roads together, and I really trusted him. And I had no idea what he was talking about. But when he, we prayed, uh, I realized, I mean, the, you ever been when somebody prays for you and the whole room gets really big? And I realized and. When I was 14 years old, I gave my life to the Lord at a Billy Graham crusade. Now, that was hidden from me all those years. 
And I'll tell you what, I got turned upside down there. And it was because I trusted somebody. And I was just thinking, you know, I make friends. And how important is it to make friends with people who don't know the Lord? Because there's going to come a day when there's desperation and you have the, you can open the door for them. But that changed my whole life. Thanks, Luke. And the rest of the story is... <laughs> um, God told me I was going to marry Luke Anderson. I'd never even met him. That's a crazy story. But... It's, yeah, way longer than three minutes, but that was a miracle. I'd never met him, but I knew he was the guy. But when I moved to be close to him, and we were just kind of courting, I got scared by what I saw God doing in the church, which was very, um, I'm kind of more independent and old hippie, and I like my independence, and I saw the way the church uh, was um, acting out some discipline, and that kind of scared me, and so I was on the run, literally, one Sunday, and God showed me very clearly that if I would submit, not just to him, but to his body, he would create something um, of beauty in me. And um, so I submitted to the body of Christ. And it wasn't always easy, um, but I'm 71 now. And I, th I think about that verse that, I mean, that was 40 years ago when that happened. But I think about that verse that says, um, he will bring to completion those things that he intends for you. And and I remember wanting peace so badly in my life as, you know, after we were married and I just went through different struggles, but I was, and I would just read verses about God's peace and I would think, how do I get it? I don't have it. How do I get peace? What, I mean, give me the steps. And um, there weren't any steps except I just hung in with God and I hung in with the body of Christ year after year after year, and a lot of the stuff I was struggling with got worked on. Um, but I realized, now that I'm 71, I'm at peace. And it just happened. I mean, it just, like the lady in the video, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but there was this guy named Jesus, and I just committed myself, and I hung in there, and I don't cry out for peace anymore because all of a sudden I realized a couple years ago, I, I have that. I just have it. It just happened through the years. And um, so I'm grateful for that. Thank you. I know most of you don't know who I am. Uh, I'm the guy back there with all the kids that I wrestle with every Sunday. Um, I want to tell you a story that most don't believe when I talk about it. Um, my brother, Keith, was murdered back in 2012. And when that happened, 
He was my best friend. And I was just crushed. And it lasted a while. And one day, the Lord, by spirit, uh, took me to heaven. And I was sitting there, and I saw my brother. And he came up, and he gave me a hug. And I felt this handprints on my back. And I just said to him, I said, Keith, I miss you so much. And he goes, I know. And then he said that he's going to go sit in a chair. And he went inside, and he sat down, and I'm just sitting there watching what's going on. And this ball of fire was coming through the crowd back and forth like this and just kept coming through. And when it hit me, it touched my chest. And I don't know what happened completely at that time. I wake up and Marlene looks at me and says, I have my, I have my husband back. She goes, what happened? And I said, I'm not sure. <laughs> I said, but I am praying about that the Lord would tell me what I just went through. And it was about mm, 5 o'clock that evening. The Lord rested on my shoulders um, in such a way I could not stand. I had to sit at the edge of the bed, and I just sat there. And he goes, Jeff? And I said, Lord. I said, I have some questions. He's going, I know. I go, question number one. When I gave my brother a hug, and I could still at that time feel the prints on my back, it never went away that day. But when I said, when I said I miss you to my brother, why didn't he say he misses me? And... The Lord said, that's easy. He's with me. And I just went, no more. No more question there. And then I said, Lord, what happened when that ball of fire swooshed all around there and then came and touched me and went off? And he said, Jeff, what are you feeling now? And I just sat there and went, I... Don't feel the devastation that I've been feeling for almost a year. That happened 10 days before the anniversary. I went to church the next day at the church I was going, and the lady that did the worship, and I was the sound man, she came up to me, and she looks at me and says, where's that devastation we've seen all this time? And then I told her the story. Praise the Lord. Okay, um, I feel like I've been in a little bit of a funk the last couple of years, just um, stuck either thinking that the best days are behind me or ahead of me, and maybe some of you can relate to that, um, you know, and it's like really grateful for things that God did in the past, and maybe times seemed um, a little simpler, less complicated, and then at the same time, you're looking forward to the future, and you know God has promises for you. 
And you can kind of get stuck thinking, man, God, if I could just get to this place, if we could just get to the next thing, then everything will be okay. And um, like a lot of you have shared, I don't know what it was. I didn't pray into this or anything. But um, in the last few months, God has just come and said, I'm with you right now and my presence is enough for you right now. And like even in the, the little things like driving in the car or going down the driveway to check the mail, like I just sense that God's presence is there and it's enough. Almost to the point where like I'm just not anxious about the future. Like yes, I'm hopeful about the future, but like I don't want to move before God moves there. You know, and I'm grateful for the past, but I don't want to dwell on that too. So just want to praise God for that. Wow, somewhat similar. Um, for years, I'd wake up in the morning and would have fearful thoughts, whether it's about my work or finances or kids, and I'd have to get up and bind the spirit of fear and then try to go back to bed. Um, a couple years ago, Judy had a brain injury, and as she was um, in the hospital, and I was waiting to hear what the results are going to be. Um, the very first day in the morning, the first thing I heard was, Daryl, she's worshiping with me. And to have that be the very first thing in the morning rather than some fearful thought was tremendous. And then after a report that, okay, she's been brain dead for a, a day, and she might wake up in days, weeks, months, or never, the next day, the first thing I heard in the morning was, Daryl, when was D-Day? And I was confused. It was June 7th, and I Googled, and oh, D-Day was June 6th, but this was Sunday, June 7th, when he asked me. And then in the ensuing quiet time, he told me that was the day that the forces of darkness were, were that was the day that the forces of good led by me landed on territory that the enemy should never had had been there and began pushing back the forces of darkness. It was not an instantaneous healing, but a process of pushing the enemy back. And, and so from that day on, I began declaring that the enemy that had landed on Judy was going to be pushed back. And four days later, she did wake up from a coma, and, and it's still a process of healing. Um, but again, um, it began the process of in the mornings hearing from the Lord right away. And other days, he would say, Daryl, my compassions are new every morning. Great is my faithfulness. And look for something in every morning. Or, Daryl, the only power Satan has over you is the power you give him when you fail to trust me. Or, Daryl, who you are in the storm it, it, is what really matters. Um, and so he began to, to speak more and more to me, and the mornings were not as, as terrorizing as they used to be. Hi. Um, all right. I'm going to set a timer here. <laughs> um, yeah. See, uh, really, I have a lot to say. I do. Um, I don't have time to say it. So, um, all right. So, I've known Jesus since I was three years old, right? Um, accepted him into my life, uh, made him the Lord of my life. But didn't really give him everything. I loved him. He loved me. I knew him. Never fully gave him everything. Instead, throughout my life, I, um, I gave him some, but then believed lies about who I was, um, which, which brought me to you know, near-death experiences um, multiple times. And there's, there's testimony after testimony of, of God's hand over my life 
and it's incredible. Um, the latest would have been about seven months ago. Um, I believed lies that, you know, I, I dealt with ADHD. I dealt with anxiety, depression, and alcoholism. And almost killed me. Um, those decisions to believe the lie rather than, than what God says in Romans 4.3, let God be true and every man a liar. Dude, almost killed me. Um, but just testimony after testimony of, of God's faithfulness when I was, when I came out of a coma, right? I'd put myself there, drank too much. Came out of that coma, said, and throughout, like, that coma, seeing actual, like, before and through it, actual manifestation of demons. It was incredible. Um, it, it was scary at times, but I knew, I knew what was happening. And it's so real. But after coming out of that saying, I want none of this, you know, I don't want myself anymore. It's, it's all yours. You know, clean me. Purify. And, and completely, fully surrendering to God. And seeing just, just miracle after miracle happening throughout that. Um, and just weeding through the lies of, of, like, I went to treatment. You have to weed through the lies. I went through AA. have to weed through those lies. There's great things that come out of that program, out of those programs. But there's so many lies that just, so many lies in the world that can just keep you just trapped and enslaved. But, um, man, just surrendering daily to God and letting him lead your path. If I look back, that's overwhelming. If I look forward over there, overwhelming. But today, I can do what I can do today, and it's going to lead me forward. And I'll look back and say, oh, what was that? Where was that? What? You know, it's, it's just incredible, and I praise God because that's who I was, and, and this is who I am. And I can't imagine it, but what's over there is better. So, yeah, thank you. I didn't even go past my time, I don't think. Hello, my name is Judy. My husband just gave an amazing testimony of his hand throughout my brain injury and coma. And some of the first... I, rem I don't remember three weeks of my life, and I came out, and it's, God, where were you? And that's been a continual question. Were you close or far away? And there's been little snippets. And uh, this week brought it to real life where what happened. I was at a funeral of a friend who died of a heart attack. She fell into the pool and died because of the 
falling in and having a massive heart attack. And I was at her funeral on Wednesday. I worked with her as a teacher, and she was an amazing friend. And during the service, a woman that I know, uh, I prayed with regarding a prodigal son. Uh, she ended up singing the song, I Can Only Imagine. And so I started crying during that because I imagined, wouldn't it be wonderful to be in his presence? And then all of a sudden, I saw my little self standing before Jesus. And I have tears pouring down my eyes. And he says, Judy, you have to go back. You have to go back. And that brought me a peace that I was there doing what Daryl heard I was worshiping. And that he said, I have to go back. Because some of the biggest issues that I've had since that time, oh, I can't do a lot of the stuff I used to do. What is it all about now? And now it's so different. I am taking opportunities. I go get my phone repaired. I'm going to pick it up, and a guy breaks down saying, I lost my brother to a heart attack yesterday, so I ended up praying with him. And so being available is a huge gift to me. And I just have to give him praise. And even the young man that just spoke, you are here for such a divine purpose to speak to people that are in the same situation or experienced it. You are going to bring dead to life in Jesus. And thank you for those unplanned events by his hand. Okay, we're going to go with the three that are here, and then we're going to wrap up. Oh, goody, I'm glad I went over there and sat down. <laughs> yeah, I just made it. Um, I knew they were going to do this, and I really credit everybody that allows this to happen, because I think we all have stuff. You could, everyone, you could stand up here and say something awesome about the Lord, because he's so great to all of us. Um, this week, I'm thinking... <laughs> Well, I want to share something, sure, but I don't, I don't want to, I, don't, I already shared that with the girls. And, and then on Tuesday, I mailed some cards to affirming you to put them in the mailbox. And I kind of made the wrong turn because I, oh, no, I really want to go this way to get out on the highway. And I look up and there's a little, not little, quite a large rainbow. If I had turned that way, I probably would have missed the rainbow right here. And I thought, oh, God, I'm going to share that on Sunday. That, that was so good. And then I went out on the highway, and now it's not on this side. It's on this side. It's about a third of the rainbow, but it has much brighter. And then there's that second rainbow that's behind it. Oh, I'm going to share that on Sunday. That's so good. And then uh, while I'm driving, and uh, it just becomes a a half of a rainbow, but it's just brilliant. I thought, does anybody else see this? I'm so glad to have a current thing to tell you that God's right here right now all the time, all the time with you. And then I go to exercise, and some people came down, and I said, I saw a rainbow today. And they said, we saw it too. We were walking, and we saw it. And I said, so could I have them call you if you think I'm making this up? <laughs> they said yes, so... 
I'll give you their number. It's really for everybody. It's for all of us. And the person that goes, I don't think that's for me. The liar. The liar he talked about. He lies to us because it's for every person here and across the world. We need Jesus. This is scary. Oh. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the song we sang, Where He Put You Together. And I was thinking about, it was a long time ago, and it had to do with things that happened to me, but God has healed me of them. And um, the song described it all. It was, I didn't know what was holding me up. I didn't know what these were called. I didn't those were called. I didn't know what those were, but I knew something was holding me up. And I seen a massage therapist at the time, and I was seeing a male therapist who put me back together. And the massage therapist and Jesus put me together. It's so cool. I just feel the spirit right now. And it um, was nice to know that these are legs, and these are arms, and these are hands. I, I didn't know what they were called. I just knew there was something there because I got so separated from things that happened. And um, this morning I decided, and I just feel lots of joy today, that I'm going to dress up today, see if anybody goes into shock because they usually see me in shorts and a T-shirt. So, And it was really cool. So now i got to figure out where I can go shopping and get more of this nice clothes. So... so. <laughs> So thank you all very much, and I love you all so much. And it's like Sunday doesn't come fast enough. So. I remember vividly when the good news walked into my living room. Um, when I was 20, well, I grew up in a home that all we heard was that people that went to church were bad or they, it just was never good. And so Christianity or anything religious was just not in my upbringing. And by the time I was 21, I was addicted to drugs. I was suicidal, and I was divorcing my husband. And I felt I was isolated in my home as well. I couldn't leave my home for fear. And people knocked at my door from evangelism explosion. And I let them in, and they shared with me the good news. And they told me that heaven was a free gift, that Jesus paid the price. And I was shocked. And they were telling me that it was for me. And I thought, wow, well, if I commit suicide, maybe I'll go to heaven then. <laughs> That's really how I thought. I was at that place that it was so close to me. that. But they shared with me how heaven was that free gift for me. And I had been just getting ready to get high because I was addicted to a drug I couldn't quit. And I had it sitting next to me in a gift box. <laughs> and they kept talking about this gift. And I thought, they know what's in there. <laughs> I thought it felt like a neon light. But I knew that it was for me. And I prayed the prayer. And I literally felt from my feet to my head. Something changed, and I never got high again. 
I swear, it was just done. It was cut off. And now, and God brought me back in a very short amount of time to my husband, who we will be celebrating soon, 50 years of marriage. It's good news. <laughs> we, we are going to transition to um, just taking a time to bless and send uh, Henry and Leslie. But Rochelle's sneaking in under the wire with a testimony that kind of has to do with them as that transition. Thanks. Um, as a, just even, you know, starting off my life and into a young girl, I just was so broken and so hopeless. And anyways, to make it a short story, I ended up at a church and Leslie was the children's pastor there. And I literally, I vividly remember this. Like, I just remember seeing her and she was just singing these songs and telling us about the Lord. And I literally was captivated as a young girl. Like, I want to be, I was, I was like, I want to be like her. I just, in my heart, it just, she captured, it captured my heart. I was like, I want to be like her. And I mean, we went on with our lives and there was other things. And I can say like, I was there and now I'm here and it's just, it's Jesus. It's the only thing. I mean, I am whole and um, I'm full of hope. (laughs) I'm full of hope. And, but now in retrospect, it was later, it was funny because years later, I stepped into Living Waters and I was like, (gasps) I was like, that's the lady that, oh my gosh, you know, I was like, and um, as I was thinking about them this week, it really, the Lord was like, it was the Holy Spirit. You know, that was what I was like. I want to have the Holy Spirit. I want to be a woman that walks in the presence of the Lord so other people can see it. And God is like, you're that woman. And, you know, it just really encouraged me, but also to honor you. It's like that gave me, I noticed that. You know, and honestly, I can say now, like, my neighbors notice that. Other people notice the presence of God with me. So I am. I'm like Leslie. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, your testimony is not the gospel, but your testimony testifies to the gospel. And so I encourage you to brush up on sharing your testimony. All right. Pastor Bob, I'm going to invite you up. We just have some uh, fun kind of family business. Amen. I knew Henry and Leslie back in those days. I was a part of a leadership of another church here in Elk River, and we used to have spring and fall conferences. And I remember meeting Henry and Les well, I don't even know, 40-plus years ago. And they, one of the things I've always appreciated about you guys is you're always hungry. You were hungry back then. You're hungry. You're still hungry. And it is so awesome. We're going to be releasing uh, Henry and Leslie and sending them. Uh, part of the vision of Living Waters Church is to disciple, equip, and mobilize. And so this is the mobilization part. We are sending them. You know, there's an old saying, some are called, some are sent, some just got up and went. They didn't just get up and went. They are called, and they are, and we want to send them. Uh, they're going to be closer to their daughter, uh, Ben and Joanna, and uh, grandchildren. I'm going to ask Pastor Dave to come up. 
Henry and Leslie have been faithful members here. They are uh, part of the establishing elder and wife of the church, and uh, so it is a bittersweet time for me. Uh, but I'm going to have Dave share, and then we're going to have the elders come and pray. Henry and Leslie. <laughs> um, here's a scripture that I believe really fits you guys. It's in uh, Proverbs chapter uh, 20, verses 5 through 7. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? A righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. When I think of you guys, I think of uh, the faithfulness that you have demonstrated uh, throughout the years. I was starting to write down all the things that you guys have been involved in that I know of. I think I, after about 10 things, I thought, you know, everything from Sunday school, that you were leaders over Sunday school, to Henry as an elder, and for years you were the, uh, uh, took the notes and all the minutes of the meetings, the secretary, and, um, you know, it just goes on and on to the things that you did. And while I was pastoring, uh, you guys were just such a strong encouragement to me. You guys were always encouraging me. You're always just doing things that I didn't have to worry about things getting done. And faithfulness has really been, in many ways, your middle name. Um, but the thing that's been cool about you guys is you don't ever tout your own horn. You've never blown your own horn. Um, I was so thankful for Rochelle giving up and giving testimony um, because it was somebody else that was testifying, something that you may have even forgotten about. And... Um, this is, here's the deal. When your children, at the end of that says, his children will be blessed after him. It's not just your natural children. I believe because of your faithfulness, there is a blessing that comes on your natural children. But I believe, too, that there are many children in the body of Christ who are blessed because of who you have been as a mom and dad uh, to so many. And the crazy thing about it is I know what you've done inside the house but your reach has gone outside of this house and into this city with stories that will probably never be told this side of heaven um, but it's because you have been faithful and that you have been diligent as uh, just sons and daughters of the most high God and I just know that uh, while Jesus is going to say to you well done good and faithful servants that side of heaven. We get to say it here. Well done, good and faithful Amen. servants. We, we love and appreciate you. Um, we realize there are many of you who probably have words and testimonies for Henry and Les. We're going to have a time in the fellowship hall uh, after we release, and we're doing an old-fashioned thing that we used to do years ago. We're having a donut Sunday. Not cookies, donuts. And uh, the, some of those of you remember from the beginning days of Living Waters, we always had donuts. Uh, did we do it every Sunday? I don't even remember. I think we did, just to create fellowship because we were meeting in a school and did it for nine years. And 
on and on and on. So you may have a word for Henry and Les. I just ask you to share it with them privately. I am going to ask if the pastors and elders and wives would come up. Um, we want to pray for Henry and Les. Come on up. We want to lay hands on you. We do want to send them. Uh, we want to be very deliberate. You may both remember w uh, when Alan was here, he reminded uh, you a word from the Lord that you were just building a bridge between here and Tennessee. Just so you know, they are going to Tennessee. They're going to be with their, uh, as I said, Ben and Joanna who are there, and also grandchildren. But it's also a kingdom assignment. So I'm just going to release the mic to anyone that has a word, and then I'll close with prayer when we're word or prayer. Every place you put those boots is going to be yours. <laughs> you know, I, I was, I've just been asking the Lord all week, you know, what do you got for these guys? And this morning, the Lord showed me people coming to you and they were broken. I mean, like, disformed. Like their arms are going the wrong way and their legs were, I mean, just very distorted. And you'd speak words to them and they would straighten out. And I just felt like, you know, you've been preparing here for, for a lot of stuff, and there's stuff that you're going to walk into that is going to be pretty amazing. But the words the Lord gives you are going to bring wholeness and straightness to people who are very crooked and very distorted. Lord, I just pray for that vision, that to be in them, Lord God, that they would see that. And Lord, I pray for the release of the words you've You've built your word into them so strongly, and they're so willing to serve and to go where no man has gone. I just pray that you would give them that grace and that unction to speak to brokenness and to make it whole, Father. I know you're going to do it, Lord God, and we just bless them to that end. I was just thinking this morning about the, the stone altar that we built at living or at way of the cross remember the stone altar and um it's in the bible in the old testament stone altars were built as places of remembrance and i was thinking and we don't have one literally here a physical one but i think at living waters church you know you're part of the stone altar here for sure and i was just really um struck with the idea that the way the kingdom works is that even though you're physically leaving for a while, um, <laughs> um, the, your, the stone of who you are, that stone that's in our stone altar doesn't leave. Amen. Doesn't leave at all. That's how the kingdom works. And um, so we'll miss you, but you're going to be part of another stone altar also. And that's pretty cool. Whatever God's doing, where you're going, it's, uh, you're going to be a stone that slipped in there as well. I just hear one word uh, that I feel God's going to, I mean, he'll use you in more, but the word is unity, that he's going to use you in areas of unity. All right, I have two, two different words. Um, 
One is light, which I'll talk about, and the other is infectious. And sometimes it's kind of funny, like, ooh, infectious sounds kind of crummy. But it's not. It's a good word. Um, what you guys carry with the Lord, it, the two words tied together, the light. I, I just got this vision in the spirit of how you guys, where you guys go. You're such light carriers. People are drawn to you. And what you carry, Jesus, is infectious. It's been infectious for the 21 years we've known you guys. And everywhere, I can just see every footprint you guys go. There's just light yeah. everywhere. And just your countenance, who you guys are, it just brings so much light. So, Father, I just thank you for the light that they carry because it's you. We just give you all the glory. and We just praise you. And we just thank you that they are such amazing servants and light carriers. I'm just hearing that you guys have been pace setters and um, that even some of us young ones have had to run to keep up with you. <laughs> I thank you for the uh, just depositing in us that there's always more, that there's always more that the Lord's doing. And um, I just want you to know that there's more for us here and there's so much more for you there. And I want to just, as one who has said, you know, please, will you run with us for a little longer? I just want to uh, release you to the fullness of the more. And thank you for what you've deposited here. And uh, this morning in prayer, I was seeing us, um, everybody in the congregation, handing you little seeds to take with you. Um, to plant. There's, the Lord's been showing me so much about seeds and um, like heritage seeds and all of that. And so people were handing you all these seeds. And the reality is that they're coming from fruit that you've planted, that you've been part of planting. And the seeds that we're giving you and sending with you are actually seeds from fruit that's grown in our lives from things you've planted. Just want to declare something over the two of you that you probably, uh, that we all know, that we observe it in you, but I just want to declare continued youthfulness over the two of you. If anybody has spent any time with the two of you, they know that they're how old? They're just so youthful, so, so amazing, and they have so much more to give, and I just say more, Lord, uh, for what they do next. Amen. Renee was talking of seed, and just want to let you know that if you we're going to have a basket in the uh, fellowship hall where you can give to Henry and Leslie, and um, it will all go to them. I know some of you may have cards or whatever, but we want to bless them as they go, so there will be an offering, love offering basket in the fellowship hall with a place for cards and giving as well. I just want to send the two of you, come and with me, Dave. Let's just lay hands on them. We want to send you in the name of Jesus. And Henry, I want to put you in remembrance of the word that you shared just a couple of Sundays ago. Uh, that was for the both of you to carry with you. It isn't just for this house. And you are going to be carriers of this. In fact, I encourage you when you go about the business of establishing yourself in a new place, you just begin to walk in the new rather than the familiar. And I just declare that, a fresh anointing, a fresh boldness, a new uh, Henry and Leslie. 
from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from grace to grace. We just declare a fresh anointing, and we send you. We declare that uh, we are not uh, ending your membership here, uh, although you can join somewhere else if you want, but you'll always, this will always be home. This will always be home, is what I mean by that. And you are welcome at any time. And we're looking forward to the bridge that's being built between here and there. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I, I had a real sensing of something in the prayer room this morning of something we're on the verge of. And I'm just so aware that what's happening here is being sent with you. That I, I know God's got some really cool things um, that I can't even talk about right now. But one of the things that I remember on you guys, uh, the word about rest, that there's a, a time and a season of just doing nothing. But as I'm declaring over you a freedom to do nothing, in the doing nothing, you're going to be doing more than what you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And that there's, it's because there's a fragrance that deposits where you're going and in the people and the places. And you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to work at it. You get to just release the fragrance of Christ that has been built in you over all these years. You remember when Saul, when the Spirit of God came on Saul and he became a new man? A different man, you know, and he was, I can't remember the whole story and the situation, but just that, you know, when you gave that word a couple of Sundays ago, whenever it was, it was like, you were a different person. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I've never seen that Henry. And I believe and that's not, that's not something you're going to leave behind or walk out of. Yeah. Good. Spirit of God's going to come on you and you're going to do some things that you've never done before. Amen. And it's going to be good. So prepare to be somebody else. <laughs> Amen. How many of you can testify and agree with what Luke was just saying about the word that Henry brought and the way in which he brought it? Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.